0: you're here on this Sunday evening. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight. I see we have guests with us tonight. Brother Hackler, so good to see you tonight. A neighboring pastor for many, many years. It's always good to see you and glad to have you in church with us tonight. I see some of the Harshbarger family. Most of the Harshbarger family are home. Justin and Ashley are here. Kayla and Tyler are here. Thank you guys for being here tonight. I see several guests with us tonight. It's just, it's, I'm glad you're here. Um, you filled up some of the empty seats for all of those who decided that they were going to stay home because they thought Pastor was down south. It's okay. You can call them and tell them Pastor called you out tonight. We're glad you chose to be here. I understand the holidays. Romans chapter 8, I'm not going to preach long tonight, and I know usually when I say that, I understand the outcome. Hopefully I can regain your confidence tonight, because you perhaps are weary, so I'm going to preach to you weary saints tonight. Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to read... Verse 22 and 23 from Romans chapter 8. Say amen when you have it. Romans 8 verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. The whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together. Not just the human race, but all, everybody say all creation. The whole creation groans and travails in pain. Mm. Together until now. Verse 23. And not only they, not only all the creation but ourselves also. Everybody say, that's me. Which have the first fruits of the Spirit. So even those who have been born again and have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. I don't want you to feel lonely tonight. If sometimes you are groaning in pain I don't just mean in the flesh I mean in the spirit if sometimes you're groaning I know it's the holidays it can be the most joyous time of the year but it also can be the most painful time of the year because not for for everyone things aren't going perfect for everybody things aren't well for some they're in the hospital tonight for some they have family in the hospital tonight for some They're burying loved ones. The holidays sometimes don't always bring the joy that it's promised. But sometimes all creation groans in pain. And we, even those of us who have been born again of the water and of the Spirit, we also groan in pain together. But here's the hope. Waiting, Everybody say waiting. waiting. Waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. There's hope in the middle of all of this. By the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach a little phrase out of a Christmas carol. Sister Cheryl's going to come and sing the words to it in just a moment. But by the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach a weary world rejoices. A weary world rejoices. Lord, we do need your help tonight. I pray that through the message that you have laid on my heart this week, I pray, God, that if there be a weary soul in this room tonight, that they will leave here rejoicing. If there's one tonight that doesn't walk in the fullness of truth and is not walking in the power of your resurrection, I pray tonight that when they leave here, they will leave here rejoicing because the weary soul can rejoice in you. I pray, God, your anointing rest upon this congregation and upon this message now. In Jesus' name, everybody say, in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated just for a moment. The words of the Christmas carol, o, o Holy Night, were written by Placid Capot de Rockramore in the year of 1847. That's a long time ago. Capot was asked by a local minister to write a poem for Christmas, and he obliged and he wrote. The beautiful words, O Holy Night, as a poem. After reading through it a few times, he realized that it should have music to accompany his poem. So he approached a friend of his, a brilliant French composer, Adolphe Charles Adams, who agreed to compose the music for the poem. And it was written in French first and later transferred or translated into English by John Sullivan Dwight. Tonight I'm going to preach a little phrase out of this. Sister Cheryl's going to come and sing. Oh Holy Night. It stands as one of our truly Christian, Christian Christmas classics for the ages. I want you to listen to the words tonight.
1: oh Holy The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never pining till He appears and the soul felt its worth have to
0: Spencer, instead of a slide uh, title slide tonight, I know you're working double duty back there. Instead of the title slide tonight, I just want you to pull up the words to that song. I saw you had it on the screen. I just want you to hold those words on the screen. And I want to borrow from about four phrases or four lines of that song tonight as I attempt to extract... Some gospel long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices till yonder breaks anew and glorious morn. At Christmas time, most of you, most of us, have spent a little time in the stores, in the malls, at least at Walmart. And we've looked in the faces of people who are busy. I noticed, I noticed, I spent my birthday Shopping. Yeah. Actually, it was a good day. But I noticed something as we moved from place to place. The traffic was heavy. The shoppers were busy. I noticed as we approached the checkout line, I stepped up and there was a man that was waiting a little bit at a distance and he thought I was attempting to cut in front of him and if you could have seen the look on his face because he was in such a hurry, I thought Merry Christmas. We were in the car and we were driving and vehicles were zipping past and by and around and through and we're looking for parking places and people are zipping trying to get down the aisle, so they could come back and catch it just in front of you. And as you're looking for the parking place, somebody zips in front of you. Merry Christmas to you. It goes without saying that Merry Christmas is not really found in gifts and presents and shopping and things when we look at the faces of people from around the world, it doesn't take long to deliberate that the world is weary. What makes a weary world rejoice? For a few moments tonight, I want to consider the words of Capo as he penned these powerful poetic words. Lone lay the world in sin and error pining what what thoughts perhaps was running through his mind i i was i was thinking trying to look poetically into the mind of the writer and what he says before and after to to seek the depth of his writing and what what he was intending to say and I realized that from Adam to Moses and from Moses to the setting up of the kingdom, or maybe I should more simply say that from Adam, from the first man until Jesus, the only possibility that man had to deal with sin was a law that was impossible to be able to live up to. Long laid the world in sin and error pining. When the law could not fix a man's heart, the Lord, through grace and mercy, said, I will give you a better way. Hebrews writes about that better way. But long laid the world in sin and error pining. Sin was... Everywhere, the soul was longing for hope, but it found none. The law brought nothing, no real hope in the law, for man couldn't live to the letter of the law. It was the only possibility, but what they dealt with this year by the blood of bulls and goats, they, they had to deal with again. And they had to deal with again, and next year they would have to deal with it. Again, the things they they dealt with this year, they dealt with again and again. Long laid the world in sin and error. Long laid the world in sin and error. People were looking, long laid the world in sin and error, pining. They were hoping, they were looking. People were looking for hope. Mr. capote was sharing his idea of the lostness of humanity for a very long time. The soul of man was obsessed with finding a way out of the air of sin. They were looking for hope. They were looking for a possibility. They, they tried, but they couldn't find and answer. they searched, long laid the world in sin and error and they were pining, they were searching, they were desperately looking for a place to find hope. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Until one day, Jesus appears. And for the first time, the soul felt its worth. Before Jesus, the soul couldn't find its worth. Long lay the world in sin and air pining till He appears. And the soul finds worth. I want to tell you this evening that you can spend an entire lifetime looking for hope in all the wrong places. You can spend an entire lifetime looking for all the answers of life and and, and trying to find happiness and satisfaction. You can spend a long, long time, you can spend a lifetime looking for answers. You can search the world all over from beginning to end. You can travel the world. And in the end, you find yourself in the same situation that you started. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining till Jesus appeared. I've noticed today that people are obsessed with finding health, and they're looking for they're looking for health. They're looking for that magic potion to bring back the years of, 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 of health and the years of, of youth. They, they have searched for for hundreds or thousands of years for that, that pool of water that would bring back health. Today they spend it on all sorts of vitamins and supplements to help the skin and the appearance. And some, some even stoop to the depth of trying to find facelifts and tucks and they doctor the face and they make themselves look the best they can. They do everything they can. I walked in this Christmas season into my family whom I haven't been around in a while and I walked in and my lovely sister, like a sibling could only show love, says her opening words to me was, my word, your hair is gray. I said, I can color it faster than you can lose weight. <laughs> Sibling love. Oh, Jesus, how did I get here? If she's watching online, I'm in bigger trouble. I want to tell you this evening that you can look a lifetime trying to find a way to regain your youth and regain your health. You can spend it on medicine trying to find peace in your mind or rest in your body. But I came today to tell you, long lay the world in sin and error, pining. But when Jesus appeared, let me tell you what the answer is to your joy and your peace and your happiness. You want to find the joy of Christmas? You better find Jesus. You better find the Savior. You want to find the real meaning of life? You better find Jesus because when he appears, the soul finds meaning for living. The soul finds its worth. This is the reason That Jesus came so the soul could find its worth. Is there anyone in the house tonight that searched all over, but you never found what you were looking for? But then you found Jesus. And when you found Jesus, all of your sorrow turned to joy. And all of your mourning turned to to gladness because Jesus truly is the answer. You're never going to find happiness in life. You're never going to find it. The only thing you're going to find when you find Jesus, you're going to find the joy. Happiness comes because of things that happens. Happy, happenstance, happiness, it all is linked together. Your happiness is in the things that happens, but the Word of God teaches us that He can give you joy that surpasses all understanding while on the worst day of your life when the doctor shakes their head, the joy of the Lord can still give you strength. When the, when, when, the mortuary, when the mortuary is full and you're groaning in despair, Jesus can come along and give you joy that says you have hope beyond this veil of tears. He is the hope. He is the hope. The world in sin and error pining till Jesus appears. And the soul felt its worth. And then he has the line, a thrill of hope. A weary world rejoicing. My my good friend, our good friend, Pastor John Reading and I were chatting earlier in the week. And he posed the question that birthed this message. He asked me, what makes a weary world rejoice? I pondered the answer. I looked for the reality of what could possibly Make a weary world rejoice. I pondered it for days and then the light came on. I'm slow like that. The only thing that can make a weary world rejoice is when the solution or the answer, the solution for the weariness Appears, And when the solution for the weariness appears, the weary world would rejoice. So when the solution comes in clear view, when it is no longer something that is talked about, that is going to come. When it is more than just hope that Messiah is coming. But a weary world rejoices when Messiah shows up. Anybody with me tonight? It's only when the solution shows up on the scene, the solution for the weariness shows up and is in clear view, then the weary world Rejoice. Somebody have their Bible. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 8 real fast. Who can read it for me? Romans chapter 8 verse 22. Somebody got their Bible. I need a reader real quick. I don't do this too often. I need somebody with a strong voice that has a Bible that can read Romans chapter 8 verse 22. Read it out loud real strong for me, Dan. Stop for we know. That the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Read, Brother Dan. Not only they, but even we, the saved saints of God, travail. Go ahead. Which have the first fruits of the Spirit? Read. Even we ourselves, oh, I don't groan, oh, but you groan within yourself. When nobody knows, you're groaning. When you wake up at four a.m. and your spirit is groaning, and you're not sharing with anybody what you're groaning about, your your weary soul is looking for an answer. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. But give us the hope, Brother Dan. Waiting for the adoption. adoption. Do you know what this is talking about? Go ahead. To wit the redemption of our body. Capoe was saying, When he appeared, when Jesus appears, the weary, the weary soul begins to rejoice because hope for the redemption of our body. I believe he was looking at Romans chapter 8 when he was writing about the redemption of the body. Brother Duggar, you're not going to need a wheelchair when you get over there. Because this old body's going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The Bible said we're going to be changed. This corruption woo, is going to put on in corruption and this mortality will put on immortality when he appeared the weary world rejoices hope is born i want you to understand what christmas brings to you and i today christmas doesn't just bring hope in a faith sense Of what may come in the future. Christmas says. Jesus being born. God with us. Emmanuel. God with. God with us. Hope doesn't exist way off out there somewhere. But God. With us. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the, fifth, the 15th chapter, if my hope was based only on the things of this world, I would be of all men most miserable. <laughs> Oh, but church of the living God, we have a hope that is beyond this veil of tears. We have a hope of what is going to, not looking at some distant yonder, but looking because Jesus was born in a manger. God with us, the Christ was born. He came to live among us, Jesus. is our Here's what what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians, the second chapter, and the twelfth verse. He said that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. At that time, we were without Christ. We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, meaning we who were Gentiles had no possibility for even finding salvation at all. We were strangers from the covenants of, of, of the promise. We were in the world, but we had no hope in the world, and we were in the world without God. The same writer wrote about those that have gone on before us, but he finishes that in Ephesians, he finishes it by saying, but now ye are washed and ye are sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not something, not some work that's going to happen in the future, but our hope of salvation is that we were washed in the blood, sanctified by his spirit. Child of God, let me share with you what Christmas really means. Christmas really means Jesus Christ came and is with us, giving us the opportunity to repent of our sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now he is not some God way off in distant yonder but now he is God in us and then he writes in 1 Thessalonians the 4th chapter and the 13th verse he said but I would not have you ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep because I don't want you to needlessly sorrow even as others that have no hope. There's, there, there's the catch right there. When you say, well, I'm not sure if it's worth it, this living for God thing, all these things that I give up. No, you can join those that have no hope if you want to. But that's why I say, it's for me and my house, we're going to have hope in our home. We're going to have hope in our life. We're going to have joy in our life. Because all of those who have no hope, they die without hope. But those who deal with death, who deal with grief, who deal with sorrow, who deal with despair, who deal with pain and suffering in the body, those others have no hope. But we have a hope. If he says this is it, we still have a hope. If he says you're going to suffer to the grave, we still have a hope. If he takes us home, we have a hope. To close, Capote says, For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. I never looked at this song to understand what Capote is saying. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till Jesus appears and the soul finds its worth. The thrill of hope, a weary soul rejoicing till yonder breaks. A new and glorious morn. When asked to write about the birth, Capo is saying, "I can't write about his birth unless I write about his second appearing for yonder breaks. I don't know when yonder is, but till yonder breaks a new and glorious morn, the hope is not just for now, but the hope will last until he breaks, until yonder breaks the new and glorious morn, because he didn't come to remain a baby in a manger, but he come to be the Savior of the world, and he came to give us hope beyond where we are today, until yonder breaks a new and glorious morn, church the living God I come to tell you that we have a hope of heaven we have a hope of glory I'll tell you why a weary soul rejoices a weary soul rejoices because we have a hope that one glorious morning those eastern skies are going to part and we're going to see Jesus till yonder breaks a new and glorious morn This is the hope of the church. This is what makes a weary soul rejoice. One writer wrote it like this. He said, soon and very soon. Oh, I'm in pain, but could somebody muster the courage tonight at Christmas time to say soon and very soon? We're going to see it. I want you to understand something. Pain, agony, grief, sorrow, whatever. This world cannot hold me. Sickness cannot control me. My weary soul will rejoice. Because the Bible says death is going to be swallowed up in victory. And on that new and glorious morning. We're going to say it was worth it all. Every tear, every sorrow, every sacrifice for when yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. The Bible says it like this. When the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ are going to rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to be with the Lord and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I come to tell you tonight that that is the Hope of the church. You want to know what makes a weary soul rejoice? The hope of redemption. The writer said it like this. I don't know. I don't know if I have enough voice to sing it. Maybe you'd like to just join with me. But let's say it like this What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look on his face. Somebody come help me. The one who saved me by his grace. Oh, and when he takes me by the hand. That's the hope. And leads me to that promised land. Oh,
1: what, what a day. A day.
0: Don't oh, see it like you need it. My
1: Jesus, Jesus I, I shall see when I look at say He's me. the one to say He's gonna take me by Lord, take me out of me the hand, hand And he'll lead us
0: through
1: that promise
0: Come on, join with us and
1: say, what? What
0: a day, a glorious day. Hey like a
1: choir and sing
0: Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise, if you would. Hallelujah. In the next two or three days, when you're pulling through the drive through at McDonald's and you have the right-of-way and some car pulls up there and they put that bumper right up there where they're going to cut in front of you whether you want them to or not. I just want you to look at them and say they're just part of the weary world. They just need Jesus. And here's what you got to do. You got to show them what Jesus looks like. Because you may be the only Jesus that they see. And you got to you got to understand. They think that Christmas is all about just getting together with families and giving gifts and sharing gifts. They're missing the real point. That Christmas is salvation for you and I. God with us. And when you're given an opportunity, why don't you tell them about Jesus? Why don't you tell them about Jesus? Why Why don't 2019 become the greatest year of harvest? Why don't 2019 become the greatest year of revival? Because a weary soul finds Jesus. I'll give the Lord a hand clap of praise.